Hello, and welcome to the Amanda Reed Podcast. I am your host and teaching cheerleader, Amanda. I am a former teacher, Indiana-based, and now live in Savannah, Georgia, helping teachers start an online business who wish to gain time and financial freedom. Tune in every week as I chat about all things teacher-related, creating healthy habits while still teaching what to do if you are burnt out and what and how to turn to when you are ready to walk away from the profession. My goal is to guide you to living your best life. Now, let's get into it. Hi everyone, welcome to today's episode. I am super excited because I have uh, a special guest with me, Jane Havens from the Center um, for Pediatric Sleep Management. And I'm so excited because she's going to be talking to you about this fantastic opportunity. Um, And as a teacher, it is a wonderful, wonderful opportunity to listen to today. So Jane, I wanna tell you, thank you for um, um, joining on here today. Welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be chatting with you today. Yes. and. We're going to go ahead and just dive right in. We're going to jump right in. So, Jane, can you please tell us a little bit about you, your background, and how you got started with sleep consulting? Sure. So, I will sort of go back to 10 years ago when my son was born. Uh, Prior to having children, I worked full-time in catering sales. So, I was an event planner, nothing related to sleep or parenting coaching or anything like that. I planned big, lavish parties. Uh, and when my son was born, I knew that I did not want to continue to work it, to continue to work in that field. I worked nights, weekends, holidays. I was always working. I was always stressed. And I wanted to just be able to spend more time with my son. So I left what was a six-figure salary on the table and stayed home to sing old McDonald to my little baby boy. <laughs> and, and we had the best time. And I loved every single minute of it. And I spent four years just stay at home momming and really enjoying it. Uh, my, my daughter was born uh, four years after my son. And she was colicky and cranky and just like all around uh, not as enjoyable to be around as a baby. <laughs> and I think it was like the combination of being a little bit burnt out from four years of being home with my son and then adding on a really challenging infant to that. And I was just, I was spent. I was like, I got to get out of here. This is not working for me anymore. And I really didn't have the option to get out of here because my husband is a lawyer. He traveled a ton for work and everybody had gotten really used to to me being the primary caregiver of our family and just handling everything from the children to household responsibilities. So, you know, going back to work in the traditional sense didn't feel like an option for me. Mm -hmm. And the one thing that I just kept coming back to was sleep consulting because I happen to be really good at getting my own kids to sleep. I sleep trained my son when he was four months old. My daughter may have even been a little bit younger when we worked on it because the second time around is always a little bit less stressful. And my children always just slept through the night at a really early age and they were happy and well rested and adjusted. And it just was something I was good at. And I was always the one helping friends and friends of friends. 
to get their kids to sleep. Uh, this was something that I sort of did as a hobby for years, mm-hmm. uh, never got paid for it, just would be the one to coach friends and friends of friends as they were navigating sleep training. And when it was time for me to find something to do professionally, I just kept heading in that direction. That's what felt right. So I went online, I took a sleep consultant certification course, uh, what was intended to be a side hustle slash passion project while staying home with my kids turned into a six figure business, a multi six figure business within just a few years, uh, which was never my intention. I really do believe that like when you're passionate about something and you love what you do, uh, there's the potential, there's the potential yeah. to snowball really, really quickly. And mm-hmm. I think that that's what happened for me. And uh, not too long after becoming a certified sleep consultant, I actually decided to create my own sleep consultant certification course because what I realized is that a lot of the programs, and there are a lot of options out there, there are a lot of sleep consultant certification programs on the market, definitely more so now than when I was getting certified. Um, There are a lot of good options. There are a lot of really solid options. But what I noticed is that none of them were teaching these sleep consultants, how to be a successful business owner. They were teaching you how to establish healthy and independent sleep hygiene for children, but they weren't teaching you how to find clients. There was no training on sales, marketing, business growth strategy, mindset work. These are the four pillars that CPSM places a really heavy emphasis on because I recognize that most people that decide to enroll in a sleep consultant certification program have never started their own business before. I know I'm speaking to an audience of teachers right now. Uh, teacher, Many teachers have enrolled in CPSM and every single one of them says the same thing to me. I'm really passionate about sleep hygiene for children. I love the idea of coaching moms and maybe getting out of the classroom and starting my own business. But the thought of like building something from scratch feels really daunting. And the the mm-hmm. idea of like finding my own clients just feels impossible, right? Everybody feels mm-hmm. that way. Mm-hmm. And, and it really doesn't need to be that way. There are tired moms everywhere. There are sleepless children everywhere. And what CPSM does is we really give uh, our students the tools to navigate the process of launching, growing, and scaling a successful sleep consulting business. Incredible. That's amazing. So let's just put this into perspective for a second. So thinking um, that first year that you got started, like what what kind of income um, potential did you experience? Yeah. So I made about just shy of $60,000 my first year in business as a sleep consultant. Uh, I know that that's more, (laughs) I know that that's more money than a lot of teachers are making. And I was doing this, you know, I don't want to say part-time. It's hard for me to say like, do I work part-time? Do I work full-time? You know, Mm -hmm. this morning, this morning I was the Royal reader in my kindergartner's classroom. So I was at school. So I was at school reading to her kindergarten class before I came on to be on this podcast today. So I have an incredible amount of flexibility in my life. Mm -hmm. And that has always been the case with this business. But I also am the type to like take phone calls while sitting in carpool line or responding to text messages while I'm in Target. So like, do I work a lot? Yes. Do I have a ton of flexibility? Also? Yes. Right. Right. Um, But yeah, I made, I made, I think it was like $59,000 my first year in business. I don't want to suggest that that's typical. I don't Mm -hmm. think that it is right. Most people I'm not here. I'm not here to tell you that like, you can just make a ton of money super fast. That's not what this 
I'm a hustler. I'm a hard worker. I have a background in sales. I, I think that some stuff just comes to me a little bit more naturally than mm -hmm. a lot of people, but that's really what I work hard to teach my students. Uh, we have a wide range of, of financial success within mm -hmm. the program. Mm -hmm. And I think everybody has their own benchmark for success. I mm -hmm. have somebody inside of my program who just uh, DM'd me that she had her biggest month ever in business. And she's been in business about a year. And she made like $3,800 this month. And that was wow. her biggest month all year. Mm -hmm. uh, now she is a an in-home daycare provider. And now she's like making more money as a sleep consultant than she is in her in-home daycare. So she's working on transitioning to be able to sort of shut down her daycare and be able to um, do sleep consulting full-time. So that's just like one story. And that's that amount of money. I I'm, I don't want to misquote it. I think it was $3,800. Don't, don't make me swear. Don't, to hold, it, me I think that's <laughs> don't hold me to yeah. it. I'm pretty positive right. that's what it was, but I could be wrong. Um, but either way, it is more than what she's making in her current job. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. like for her, that's huge. It's like Very monumental. Huge. Right. Yeah. And, and then I have others inside of my program who literally are making $15,000 a month, like, like real money. Like this mm -hmm. is not mm -hmm. for, and for her, that's not a side hustle. This is her full-time job. She's treating it like a full-time job. Uh, I always say you sort of get out what you put in. And yeah. if you treat your business like a side hustle, you're going to have side hustle income. And if you treat your business like your full-time job, you're more likely to have a full-time income. But, you know, success, Absolutely. everybody has a different bar benchmark for what they deem like enough money to live on and to feel really good about their business. And just like anything, it takes time, right? So, mm -hmm. you know, my first month in my first year in business, I made just shy of $60,000, which at the time felt huge. And right. now when I look back on that, like that, that's nothing compared to where I am right now. So everything is relevant, right? Everything's relative. Yes. Yes. I just love the, the potential and the opportunity here, especially for teachers. I mean, so many are wanting to get out and do something that they can actually feel good about and do something for themselves. So this is incredible. Um, so for the listeners, what we're going to do here, I'm just going to ask Jane some more questions, a little bit about who is a good fit, um, what what is required to get into sleep consulting. So you have a little bit of um, background and then we're going to hear about Jane's um, specific details for her program. But right now, who is a good fit for sleep consulting, would you say? So I think that there are a couple sort of personality types or like, you know, at, like avatars, let's call them, right, for who would be a good fit for sleep consulting. I think the first thing is that it's really important to be passionate about healthy and independent sleep hygiene for children. Um, you know, and what that means is that like, you value the idea that like, a child, whether an, in, an infant, toddler, preschooler, early elementary age child, they deserve to be given the opportunity to be taught to sleep mm -hmm. independently and through the night, right? Yes. If mm -hmm. you don't value that in your own life, which is totally fine, no judgment, right? Like every, right. I'm all right. about like parents can raise their kids however they want. But if you're the type of parent that's up six to eight times with your kids in the middle of the night, and you don't really see that as a huge problem, and you have no incentive to change it, you're probably not the right person to be coaching other people through sure. that process, right? So- right. I have, I have had women inside of my program, actually one of them 
was a teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, I have I have somebody inside of my program who she was a teacher, I think a third grade elementary teacher. She had a little one year old who was not sleeping well. She enrolled in my program, first and foremost, to like learn for her own family so that mm-hmm. she could teach her one year old to sleep independently and through the night. And, you know, baseline, she was like, you know, worst case scenario, I'm just going to learn for my own family. Mm-hmm. Best case scenario, I'm going to use this training to try and get out of teaching. And that's exactly what she did. And within one year, she was able to leave her teaching career. And now she's doing sleep consulting full time. So you don't necessarily need to have independent sleepers. I think you just need to have to want to get there in your Mm -hmm. own home. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because you know, if you have if you have your two year old in your bed, it's going to be really hard for you to coach somebody else to get their two year old out of their bed, right? Absolutely. so I think I think first and foremost, you need to sort of have that passion or that desire for it either in your own home and or for others. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing is that um, you need to be comfortable with the idea of putting yourself out there and doing something that feels a little bit different and perhaps a little bit scary and new because, you know, so many teachers have been teaching since straight out of college, right? Or straight out of grad school. And it's... <laughs> literally yeah. the only thing you know it's the right. only thing you're comfortable with you yeah. I know I'm like preaching to the choir right now because I have so many friends that are teachers and they know they're good at it mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. and whether they love it or not is questionable but but they are so afraid so many of you are so afraid to try something new because the idea of like starting over or like learning a new skill which is ironic because this is what you guys teach your right. kids all the time right. is like right. to try a new thing yeah, the teachers get into this like comfort zone of like, they don't even like to switch schools because they're scared of like, well, what's the other <laughs> yeah. school going to be like, yeah. you know, like it's, it yeah. feels risky. Like, you know, right. even if you're not super happy, my closest friend was a teacher until very recently. And I always felt like she wasn't in love with her job and she wasn't in love with her school, but she was scared to like go get a job at a different school. Cause that could be worse. Right. Right. So I totally resonate yeah. with all of this. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So I think that if you're going to, if you're going to get into sleep consulting or anything mm-hmm. else for that matter, because I know that this podcast is all about sort of like finding something that, right. that lights you up and helps you to feel empowered and compelled to like change your trajectory. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to be willing you have to be willing to say yes to yourself and to give yourself a chance because, right. you know, so many people, and this is not just teachers, but I speak to people all the time who are interested in becoming sleep consultants and they want to do it and they're so lit up and they're so excited about it, but then they don't do it. I think ultimately because they're afraid of afraid. failing mm-hmm. and, and fear of failure is really funny because so many people don't even try because they're afraid to fail. But mm-hmm. like, if you don't try, then like in my eyes, you did fail because like you didn't you didn't make it like you, you, you yeah. cut yourself yeah. out before you even had a chance. Right. right. So like, right. you know, in my career, I have failed and I put that in air quotes so many times mm-hmm. doing so many things. Right. Like I've sent out the wrong email to the wrong group of people. I've launched a promotion a week earlier than I thought I was gonna, like, you know, sure. I do all sorts right. of stuff that I'm like, oh, my gosh, I totally messed that up. But like who cares? That's a learning lesson, you know? And you wouldn't have known if you didn't try. So you will, right. So if you don't try, you never know if you're going to make it or not. And the only way in my eyes, the only way to truly fail Mm -hmm. is to quit or to not even start in the first place. So I think that if you're going to get into sleep consulting, you have to have some sort of 
something in your heart that is saying to you, you know what, like, I know this feels scary. I know this feels hard. I know I, I'm not going to make like, I'm, I'm not going to like blow it out of the water in the first month or two, but like, I'm willing to keep pedaling until uh -huh. I get my groove. And for a lot of people, it that just feels like too much. Like I just couldn't possibly, you know, right, and that's okay. Right. You know, I think entrepreneurship is not for everybody. Sure. But for those listening, you know, if you're listening to this, and you have like butterflies in your stomach, because what I'm saying sounds so exciting and so scary at the same time. Uh -huh. To me, that's a sign like, okay, you have this in you. Yes, you're scared, but you're also excited. Like, right. don't, push that to the side, like do something with that nervous energy mm -hmm. and use it to launch into something that you're truly excited about, whether it's sleep consulting or anything else. Right. Right. Uh, absolutely. Um, so another, before we get into like what's required and how do you get clients and how do teachers get started here? A really pressing question that I'm sure teachers are thinking like, do parents really hire sleep consultants and can't they just find this info online anywhere? Yeah, so those are two really great questions. Let me answer the first one, mm -hmm. but the second one first. Um, yes, everything that we sleep consultants teach our clients is readily available on the internet. Mm -hmm. uh, nothing that I say to my clients is like completely top secret information that only I have, okay? That being said, uh, my expertise lies in the ability to take all of that noise, all of that information that's on the internet that's really overwhelming and sort of put it together in a way for families that feels personalized to their specific unique circumstances and also in a way that feels um, less anxiety producing, right? Mm -hmm. Because when you have, let's just use an example, let's say you have a eight month old that's waking up every single hour and you Google, you know, how to teach my eight month old to sleep through the night, the amount of information that's going to come up about like how easy sleep training is, how traumatizing sleep, you know, sleep training is, mm -hmm. how this method works super fast. Oh, but this method is really not recommended anymore, right? Like there's all right, this crazy right. information on the internet that makes parents really like, like more confused. It doesn't, right. it doesn't help. Um, it's really, really, uh, it's really hard for parents to navigate all of this information. And then they have like their parents, you know, like the grandparents are in their ear and their best friend is in their <laughs> yes. ear and the pediatrician is in their ear. And, right. you know, sometimes it really is beneficial to hire a sort of like neutral party who mm -hmm. is really well versed in all of this stuff that can help you navigate it in a way that sort of aligns with your own parenting style. So I always, I tell my clients or my prospective clients when I'm speaking with them before they've even hired me that like I work really hard to meet them where they are and coach them through a strategy that aligns with their parenting style and that feels mm -hmm. like the right fit for them and their child. Right. And like the internet is never going to do that for them. Right. Um, <laughs> so, so that's the first part. And then the second part, like do parents really hire sleep consultants? Uh, yes, I have a very successful career doing this. That being said, sleep consulting is still sort of like a new it's a new field. Uh, mm -hmm. Most new par most new parents, like parents of little babies, most of them have never even heard of a sleep consultant. Like if mm -hmm. you ask a brand new parent, like, do you have a lactation consultant? Uh, 
no, I need to get an appointment. I'm trying mm-hmm. to navigate that. I'm trying to figure that out. Right. But like everybody right. knows what a lactation consultant is. Uh, do you have a sleep consultant? What's a sleep consultant? Why do I need a sleep consultant? Right. So right. a lot of new parents don't even know what a sleep consultant is. They've never heard of it. Um, so to me, what that means is that like, we have a lot of room for growth in the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes I'll be asked like, do you feel like the market is oversaturated with sleep consultants? People ask me that because I think in a lot of the mom's Facebook groups, or if you get on Instagram or TikTok, like you uh-huh. see a lot from sleep consultants, because for whatever reason, sleep consultants like to hang out on the internet. Uh-huh. Uh, I personally <laughs> actually don't, but like a lot of sleep consultants have sort of a, uh, a heavy social media presence. So it feels like there are a lot of us out there, but in reality, if you go reach out to, you know, my main referral sources are, uh, my daughter's school, my kids' mm-hmm. preschool that they've since graduated from. They refer business to me all the time. Uh, a family therapist or therapist that specialize in perinatal mood and anxiety disorders, um, family photographers, occupational therapists. I actually, I'm working with a mom right now whose daughter is in all sorts of therapies because she has a like genetic condition. She's developmentally delayed. So uh-huh. she has a feeding specialist and an OT and a PT. And literally since this little girl started sleeping through the night, three or four nights into sleep training, she started saying her first words. She has, has met new physical milestones. Like she's wow. now, she wasn't, she wasn't able to sit up herself. And like oh yesterday she sat up in her own uh-huh. crib by herself. So uh-huh. this mom all of the therapists are like, who the heck are you working with? And like, what is going on? <laughs> right. That like this child is developing at such a rapid pace because this poor baby was so sleep deprived. And oh. now that she's sleeping, she's like mm-hmm. able, her brain is working better, right? And her body is, is working incredible. better. Yeah. So now I have a meeting with her. Um, I think it's her occupational therapist. I'm going to be meeting, or maybe it's a feeding. One of her therapists mm-hmm. is going to be scheduling an appointment with me so that we can connect. And I'm positive that this therapist will now refer business to me because she's seen firsthand. So, so it's really like an emerging field. It's something that not everybody has heard of yet, but to me, that means that there's so much room for growth. Mm -hmm. And right Mm -hmm. now, like, is everybody hiring sleep consultants? No, but that doesn't mean that, um, that won't be true down the road. I really hope that it is true because I believe that all parents really deserve this type of support and they just don't know that it's, that it's available. Right. Right. Which is great because this leads us right into the next point, which is, are there requirements or what is required to become a sleep consultant? Yeah, so technically this field is not regulated. Um, For all you teachers out there, if you decided that you wanted to get into sleep consulting tomorrow, you could just like make yourself a website and some business cards and call yourself a sleep consultant. There's no Mm -hmm. sort of governing body or agency that regulates this field. That being said, I do think it's really important to get certified for a few reasons. One, even myself, I was really, I was really sort of like well-versed and well-read in sleep training before I got certified, just because Mm -hmm. I was sort of obsessed with it with my own kids. And, you know, I really dug into the books and the blogs and I really read so much and I felt like I knew so much. And then I went and I took a course and I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't know anything. You know, like you don't know, you don't know what you don't know. Right. Right, So there's so there's always, there's always more to learn. And even Mm -hmm. as an educator now, I am still always learning. And Mm -hmm. as I'm learning, I'm building out 
about the course even further. So I do think it's important to be educated because again, you don't know what you don't know. And also I think it's really important for like credibility sake to be able to say that you're certified. Mm -hmm. I do think that parents want to know that you receive training in this and that you're not just like willy nilly coaching them. Um, That being said, between me and all of you, I do think that the work that we do is, is largely parenting coaching. There's nothing, um, there's nothing medical risky, dangerous about the work that we do. So if you were to get out there and coach parents, like mm-hmm. it's probably mm-hmm. okay, but I think it's really valuable to, to be trained, know, make sure that you know everything that you need to know. And, and also these courses, at, at least mine does, we teach you how to coach parents. Uh-huh. So we'll teach you, we'll teach you how to write a written sleep plan. We'll teach you how to navigate conversations about crying, all the stuff that's like really tricky when you're first getting started. So sure. I don't think you want to fly blind when you're first starting a new business. Sure. Um, so if we think about that and then we start to think about, well, how do we even get clients to start our sleep consulting business? Yeah. So there's so many ways to find clients and everybody does this a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually have, I have an hour long training inside of CPSM all about how to find clients. So I can't really tell you all of that in a short podcast episode, sure. but to sort of sum it, to sum it all up. I personally think that the key to a successful consulting business is connecting with other people. So as I mentioned before, my kid's preschool director Mm -hmm. is a referral source for me, Um, a therapist who supports moms that are struggling with perinatal mood and anxiety disorders is a great referral source for me. So I am constantly getting out there and talking to anybody that's also supporting parents and or young children. And those are all really great referral sources for me. So just getting out there and meeting people and talking to people, mm-hmm. like, you know, if you're not talking about what you do, then nobody knows that you nobody, do it and right, they can't right. share about it. Right. And, yep. and the reason I'm not big on social media is because I feel like when you're on social media, it's just you, like you're one person and you're blasting stuff out. And it's like, you're relying on Instagram or you're relying on Facebook to show people what you're saying and the way the algorithms work. It's like, iffy whether or not that actually happens but you're only one person Mm -hmm. if you can if you can form relationships with other people that truly value the support that you're offering to your clients then they're gonna cheer you on they're gonna scream your name from the rooftops right like my business comes from other people sharing my name and it's also former clients so when you do a really good job and you change somebody's life Mm -hmm. if you help Mm -hmm. a family you know I just wrapped up with to give you another example I just wrapped up with a four-year-old that could not sleep independently, wasn't going to bed at bedtime well, was up a million times in the middle of the night. This Mm -hmm. little four-year-old is sleeping through the night confidently. He is happy. He is proud of himself. And we did all of this in about two weeks. And so I literally changed this family's life. (laughs) I literally changed this family's life. So they are going to tell everybody they know Right. That I did this for them. Right. Right. And that's how my business grows. So it really does sort of grow exponentially. If you do a good job, you know, each family that you help is likely to tell more than one person about you and what you do. So I've noticed that my business really grows after a certain point. It's like without much effort for me, other than supporting my clients at a really high level. Okay. Awesome. Um, So how, how can teachers get started? This is kind of a two part question here. So how can they get started? And then what makes this 
such a great opportunity for teachers. Yeah. So I would say, let me answer the second part first again. Sure. Yep. Um, why, why is this such a great opportunity for teachers? I think that teachers are a natural fit for this because they're already working with young children. Um, they're already comfortable communicating with parents, mm -hmm. right? With like parent teacher conferences and Absolutely. sending feedback to parents on how their children are behaving and learning in the classroom. This is all something that comes really naturally to you as a teacher. Right. And so I think that that's a really perfect fit for sleep consulting because that's what we're doing. We're essentially guiding parents through making changes to their children's behavior. Yeah. And I think that that's something that like, as teachers, like you're probably already doing that, especially if you're working with young kids. Um, as far as how to get started, um, I would love, obviously, if you considered Center for Pediatric Sleep Management. Uh, I do think it's important to do research and make sure that you feel aligned with both the program's curriculum and leadership. So you want to make sure that you're going to be getting a good education inside of the course, and you want to make sure that you're going to be highly supported once you're inside of the program. Right. Uh, I can assure you that those two boxes are checked with CPSM, but you want to make sure that it's a good fit for you. Um, and the way that our program works is it's self-guided, self-paced. It's a combination of reading and video content. So you literally can enroll at any moment of any day and get started immediately. There's no, awesome. you know, the next session starts on such and such date. Right. Um, it's all it's all like at your own pace and on your own timeline. Uh, our students have lifetime access to both the curriculum and our Facebook group for students and grads. This is important because number one, teachers are busy. They can't necessarily fly through the course if it takes you longer to finish than what you anticipate like that's okay I'm not going to lock you out after a year you have lifetime access to the curriculum it's also important because we provide continuing education like I mentioned before if I notice that there's something that my students are really struggling with or they're not um if the same question keeps getting asked in the Facebook group, then I feel like maybe it's not being addressed properly in the curriculum. I'll go back and build out that part of the curriculum, make sure that everybody feels really well educated. So if you finish the course, you know, let's say you finish it in six weeks, which is about average, mm -hmm. um, but then a year and a half later, I add new curriculum to the course, you're gonna get an email and a notification inside of our Facebook group letting you know that there's new, there's a new training and that you can log back into your portal and access mm -hmm. that new information anytime. Well, that's awesome. That's really awesome. Uh, yeah. So now <laughs> I think all the teachers are wanting to know at this point, tell us about income earning potential, how to juggle teaching and becoming a sleep consultant all at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. So I have students that are making $500 a month or graduates that are making $500 a month. And I have graduates that are making $5,000 a month. I have graduates that are making $15,000 a month, right? Like there is a wide range of normal. And I think that that is reality sure. in any field, right? Like there are mm -hmm. real estate agents that don't make any money and there are real estate agents that kill it, right? And there are lawyers that don't make any money and there are lawyers that kill it. That's the same thing. Yeah. Yep. Right. So that's the same thing with anything. Um, I think that when it comes to owning your own business, the sky is the limit. Uh, when I think about how I've only been in business for since 2018, so like, I don't know, four or five years. Mm -hmm. um, when I think about how far I've come and how 
huge. My business has grown so quickly. Like you can never do that. You can't even do that in the corporate world, right? Like you cannot grow at the pace when you run your own business. It is up to you. You can, you can be on the slow boat, which is totally fine. Or you can race to the finish line. And then you realize you're at the finish line and you're just getting started. Right. Right. Like that's the beauty about the whole entrepreneurial world, right? Yeah, right. There are no limits. Um, As far as trying to navigate growing a business and being a teacher at the same time, uh, what I will say is that most of the women inside of my program do work full time in some capacity. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of them are teachers. Some of them are doulas. Some of them are hairstylists. Some of them are paralegals. We have we have um, we have medical professionals. We have uh, nurses, Uh, PAs, we have lactation consultants, we have all sorts of professionals inside of our program. Some of them really sort of like hustle and Mm -hmm. figure out a way to uh, make the switch really quickly out of their nine to five into sleep consulting. Others have no interest in that. They want to keep their full-time job for one reason or another. And this is really Mm -hmm. just intended to be like a side hustle or a passion project. You know, when I think about teachers and uh, most of them are not making a huge amount of money, mm-hmm. you know, if you were to make an extra thousand dollars a month as a sleep consultant, like that's probably that's pretty life-changing. Yeah. That's probably Absolutely. pretty life-changing. So I know that what you do is to help teachers get out of their jobs if they're not happy and to find other options. But mm-hmm. there are a lot of teachers that are doing this on top of their teaching jobs. And, and that is changing their lives because- they're doing something that they're passionate about that lights them up. They're not disgruntled and they're making some extra spending money. Mm-hmm. And, and for some of them, it helps them to feel better about their job because they, sure. they don't resent it as much because they have this other thing that's lighting them up. So, right. you know, right. there's, there's like this whole spectrum and you really get to decide what it looks like for you. And as long as you treat it, the way that you would treat anything else where you have a goal, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you're going to, in time, you're going to make that and exceed it. And then you just keep pushing, keep pushing and and you see where it takes you. Awesome. Um, so as we think about wrapping up here soon, um, what I know in a nutshell, you can't obviously tell us every detail, but in a nutshell, tell us about your course, um, what you get with the course. So what that would look like for, someone who is brand new jumping in. Yeah. So if you decide to enroll, uh, you would go to my website, thecpsm.com and scroll down a tiny little bit, hit the enroll now button. You check out, we actually offer all different payment plans. Uh, I don't want to talk about pricing on this podcast because if then I ever change the pricing, I don't want it to feel obsolete, but you can go to the website and check out our pricing. It's all on the website. We offer several different payment plans from a pay in full option all the way to like paying out over eight months. So we have some really flexible options. Uh, The moment, the moment that you enroll, even if you're on a payment plan, you're going to get full access to the curriculum. You're going to get uh, login to the course, login information to the course. You're going to get a link to join our Facebook group for students and grads. We're going to welcome you into our community and you're going to be a part of our CPSM family right away. Uh, as far as the actual curriculum is concerned, it's all evidence-based, uh, science-backed. Um, we cover the science of sleep, safe sleep techniques uh, per American Academy of Pediatric Safe Sleep Guidelines. We teach sleep as it relates to different ages and stages. So like what's coming up at different developmental milestones and how does that impact a child's sleep? 
the fourth module is sleep training techniques. So you're going to learn how to teach an infant, toddler, preschooler, or elementary age child how to fall asleep and back to sleep independently. We teach all of the sleep training techniques, everything from very sort of like gentle or gradual parent present approaches all the way through extinction, which is cried out and everything in between. We also teach um, toddler and preschooler appropriate strategies, which are not like so much sleep. I mean, they are sleep training, but they're different than like what we do with infants. Um, uh, After the sleep training section is unique circumstances. So you're going to learn about how to handle travel, teething, illness, uh, how to support parents that are struggling with perinatal mood and anxiety disorders, Mm -hmm. how to support families with special needs children, which I'm doing right now. Um, What else? Uh, After unique circumstances is how to effectively communicate with your clients. So you're going to learn how to get onto a discovery call and talk to a family in a way that makes them feel like, yep, I need what she has. Uh, You're going to learn how to write a sleep plan and how to coach a family through the sleep training process. Uh, The seventh module is my favorite. It's all about business building and entrepreneurship. So you're going to learn how to find clients. You're going to learn from experts in four various categories, sales, marketing, business growth strategy, and mindset work. Uh, This is what is sort of entirely unique to CPSM. Nobody else is teaching this. And then the final section is our resource library, which is just like an awesome bank of resources. You know, when Mm -hmm. your clients say to you, like, is sleep training dangerous or traumatizing? You can like pull up a link to a study and show them that it's not, Uh, you know, it's just sort of like a resource. It's just a place for you to get, I I call it like my ammo bank, you know, (laughs) Um, uh, uh, it's a, it's a place to just get science-backed information on all different topics that parents are concerned about. So that's the resource library. Um, We also include six books with the price of the course. I don't think any other program does this. Uh, The reason I do is because I think that there's no way that you can learn everything you need to know from one person. And there are a ton of experts on this in this field, and they all have uh, similar but somewhat varying perspectives. And it's really interesting to read and and learn from other experts. And, you know, I feel very strongly that when our we should be true experts that are mm-hmm. educated in all different um, approaches, techniques, and, and when our clients come to us, and they say, you know, I'm a baby wise mom, if you're a sleep consultant, that's never read baby wise, to me, that's problematic, right? Yes. Or yes. if someone reaches out to you and says, like, we're obsessed with moms on call, well, like, have you read moms on call? Do you know what moms on call says? Do you have that on your bookshelf? You should have that, right? So right. I right. want my students to have sort of like, uh, a baseline, mm-hmm. like, I want them to have this like learning library, so that not only are they learning from me, but they're learning from all the places where moms are learning, right? Right. Because the moms are buying these books and, and we as, as coaches should know what these books say. Yes. So very comprehensive, very detailed (laughs) and very set up for success. Yeah. And, and let's quickly talk about the investment without actually naming the price on the podcast. What I will say is that the price of the course is about what you would, you would need to support about five ish families to okay. receive a complete return on investment okay. for the price of the course, give or take, you know, like sure. maybe, sure. maybe four, maybe six, depending on where you set your pricing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's about five paying clients in order for you to make a complete return on investment. I know that teachers tend to be really nervous about investing in themselves and spending 
what they perceive to be a lot of money on something that they're not sure, are they going to get a return on investment? Uh, I'm a firm believer that it's not the course that gives you a return on investment. It's not, it's not me that's going to get you the return on investment. It's you. And when you decide, when you decide to invest in yourself and when you decide to put skin in the game, like financial skin in the game, Mm -hmm. that's when you really feel the pressure to like, do the work that's necessary to be successful in business. Um, Every single year, I make a big investment in myself and in my business. Mm -hmm. And I do so, I do so because I know that when I put my money where my mouth is, I am motivated and inspired to grow. So right right now I just made, I made a huge investment in my business and that is going to really propel me into 2023 to grow in a way that I don't think I would be able to if I, if I didn't have the skin in the game. Awesome. I love that momentum. Um, so before I ask you about a real quick teacher success story, I I don't even think I shared this with you, Jane. Um, but when my oldest son was three, we hired a sleep consultant for him because he was a terror, a complete nightmare, like just to put it nicely. <laughs> and he was getting up all times throughout the night where he was sleeping fine before. And I'm telling you what, it saved our life. It saved his life. It saved our marriage. I mean, absolutely life-changing when you have a child like that and they start sleeping peacefully through the night. There's nothing better, you know, feeling about that for yourself, for your kid to have your child sleep through the night and love to sleep. So, that's my I love that. That minute. makes me so happy. It makes me so happy to hear that. And, uh-huh. you know, that's, that's just so good for business, you know, like the more people that have these sort of like life changing experiences with their sleep coach, the better, you know, yeah. I don't care yeah. if it comes from me, if it comes from one of my grads, I don't care who coached you. The fact that you had a wonderful experience and it changed your life, that is good for business. It's good for all of us. So the more of us that can get out there and change these lives, it really helps the the entire profession to grow because there yeah. are moms and dads struggling everywhere with this, everywhere. everywhere. And a lot of yeah. them, you know, a lot of them right now feel a little bit of shame or embarrassment for the idea that they might need to seek professional help. And the more families that choose to seek this type of help, the better for everybody else, because there's really no reason that parents should be suffering silently about this. Right, right. Absolutely. Um, So our last little bit here, um, I was thinking maybe just to end on a really happy, positive note and um, a little bit of success to get people's momentum going for 2023. Um, is there a success story you could share real quick of a teacher in your program right now with us? Yeah. So, so one of them I already told you about, um, who was a third grade teacher, uh, she enrolled for the sake of teaching her own little brand new toddler, you know, young toddler to sleep through the night. And, and now she is sleep consulting full time and she's actually coaching other sleep consultants, like from a business perspective, she's helping other sleep consultants get their businesses off the ground. Uh So I would say that that's a huge success story. It took her 
uh, one school year, like one, you know, from September to the summer, you know, yeah. one, one yep. school calendar year of doing both teaching and sleep consulting before she felt like she was ready to leave teaching and go okay. full force into sleep consulting full time. So that is one major teacher success story. Um, the other one I'm going to share with you is different. Um, this teacher is a teacher for an online school mm -hmm. and she, she, likes her job, you know, she likes her job, she's happy. Mm -hmm. And she really sleep consulting for her, the way she describes it is it just fills her cup, you know, it's not about, yeah. it's not about leaving her full time job. It's not about replacing her income. It's just about giving her something that lights her up, fills her cup. And mm -hmm. it affords her the opportunity to do things that I think she wouldn't be able to do without this additional income. Sure. Um, but for her, it's not even really so much about the income. It's more about how it makes her feel to help mm -hmm. families and to coach parents through these transformations. And she's in my book, a huge success story. I mean, I think she's yes. probably only making, you know, I think she's making like 2000 a month ish, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like it's not huge money, but for her, like, it's not about that. It's just about having something that, that like, as she says, fills her cup. And I just, to me, that makes me so happy because I think so many of us were juggling our nine to fives, our kids, our relationships with our spouses. And sometimes we don't leave any time for ourselves. Right. And I really identify and relate with this story because that was me. You know, I was doing everything for my family and nothing for myself. Mm -hmm. And sleep consulting for me was something that I chose to do for myself. It wasn't about the money originally. Mm -hmm. um, it was just about me feeling stuck in adulthood without any sort of purpose that made me feel great. And mm -hmm. so I got into this line of work so that I would have something that made me feel like I had a purpose and that's exactly what it did. And I think that so many of my graduates would say the same thing that like the money is great and, and that's wonderful, but more sure. importantly, having something that you do that makes you feel really good about the work that you're doing is mm -hmm. what keeps you going and keeps yes. you sort right. of putting, putting one foot in front of the other. Awesome. Well, I, I'm inspired by um, just our chat we had today. So thank you for your time. Thank you for your expertise. And I really hope that teachers will get a lot out of this episode today, which I know they will. Um, and I just appreciate you sharing all of what you know and what you do to help families. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. And if it's okay, can I share maybe where they can find more information? Would that be okay? Yes, absolutely. Okay, great. So if um, anybody who's listening wants to learn more about becoming a sleep consultant, the two best resources, I have a Facebook group called Becoming a Sleep Consultant. So if you join that community, uh, I will do my best to connect with you inside of there and we can get talking and figuring out if this would be a good fit for you. Uh, the other option is to check out the Becoming a Sleep Consultant podcast. If you like listening to podcasts, uh, this podcast is really not about like sleep training or how to get your kids to sleep through the night. It's really about business building and entrepreneurship through the eyes of a sleep consulting business. So I interview those that have been through the program. Uh, several teachers are interviewed on that podcast. So if you scroll back, you can um, check them out. And, awesome. and really, it just will give you an idea of what it looks like to get involved in this field. And, and to do the work. 
Sure. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks again for having me. You are welcome. Thanks.